Hazel Atkins disappeared on her way home from Morley Grange, Junior and Infants. Hazel was last seen walking up Rooms Lane towards her home in Bradstock Gardens. I took a sip from the warm, still water. When Hazel did not return from school, Mr. and Mrs. Atkins contacted Morley Police, and a search was launched early yesterday evening. As some of you are aware, the police were joined in this search by more than 100 local people. Unfortunately, last night's freak weather hampered the search, although it did resume at six o'clock this morning. Given the inclement and unseasonable weather, and the fact that Hazel has never gone missing before, we are obviously concerned for her safety and her whereabouts. Another sip from the warm, still water. Hazel is ten years old. She has medium-length dark brown hair and brown eyes. Last night she was wearing light blue corduroy trousers, a dark blue sweater embroidered with the letter H, and a red quilted sleeveless jacket. She was carrying a black drawstring gym bag, also embroidered with the letter H. I held up an enlarged colour print of a smiling brown-haired girl. I said, copies of this recent school photograph are being distributed as I speak. Again, a sip from the warm, still water. I glanced down the table at Dick Alderman. He touched the father's arm. The father looked up, then turned to me. I nodded. The father blinked. I said, Mr. Atkins would now like to read a short statement in the hope that any member of the public who may have seen Hazel after four o'clock yesterday evening, or who may have any information whatsoever regarding Hazel's whereabouts or her disappearance, will come forward and share this information with Mr. and Mrs. Atkins and ourselves. I slid the microphone down the table to Mr. Atkins as the hounds edged in closer, panting and slavering smelling bones, his daughter's bones, the scent strong here, near. Mr. Atkins looked at his wife, his four eyes red from tears and lack of sleep, a night's guilty stubble in clothes damp and crushed, and from out of this mess he stared at the hounds that waited and watched, waited and watched. His bones. Mr. Atkins said, said with strength, I would like to appeal to anybody who knows where our Hazel is, or who saw her after four o'clock yesterday, to please telephone the police. Please, if you know anything, anything at all, please telephone the police. Please. Stop. Let her come home. Stop. Silence. Mrs. Atkins in tears, shoulders shaking, W.P.C. Martin holding her. Her husband, Hazel's father, his fingers in his mouth. He said, We miss her. I... Stop. Silence. Long, long silence. I nodded at Dick. He passed the microphone back along the table. I said... That is all the information we have at the moment, but if you would excuse Mr. and Mrs. Atkins, I will then try and answer any questions you might have. 
I stood up as W.P.C. Martin and Dick took the mother and the father out through the side door, the dogs watching them go, still hungry, hungry for bones. Mine. Alone with Evans at the front, I said, Gentlemen, the stark forest of hands, from their whispers a two-word scream, Claire Kempley! More bones. Coincidence, I was saying, seeing old bones. Coincidence, I said again, knowing. There is salvation in no one else. Upstairs, a cup of cold tea in one hand. Where are the parents? Dick Alderman. Jim's taken them back to Morley. We should get back over there.